the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. I'm ready to talk about a couple of different topics on this episode. It's going to be a really fun one. We're going to be talking 49ers training camp. We're going to be getting into the depth chart. It's going to be a great episode. So thank you guys so much for checking in. 49ers on Believe. 49ers Cutback on Believe, that would be. And so let's go over a little bit of the things that happened at training camp on day 11. And it's the last day of practice. 49ers are traveling to Las Vegas. They will have a day off on Wednesday, and then they'll have joint practices Thursday and Friday against the Las Vegas Raiders in Henderson, Nevada. And then, of course, day off Saturday or kind of where they go through their walkthroughs and things. And then Sunday, they'll be strapping it up and playing in a first preseason game of the 2023 season against the Las Vegas Raiders. But the 49ers made a roster move today. Uh, They went ahead. They were working out four running backs yesterday. And then today they signed Jeremy McNichols uh, to a one-year deal. McNichols, no stranger to Kyle Shanahan, no stranger to the 49ers organization. He was with the 49ers in 2017. So the 49ers bring back a familiar face. And in turn, they waived undrafted free agent rookie Ronald Awat, who came from UTEP, the University of Texas, El Paso, Awad has been kind of quiet over the last week or so of training camp. And I think when it gets to these preseason games with Elijah Mitchell being out with the adductor injury, it means that there's going to be opportunities for a player to go in there and be in on third down to be in a protection situations. And so the 49ers went out and got a player. They felt confident that could help protect Trey Lance, help protect Sam Darnold and just make sure this offense operated the way it's supposed to. McNichols also has a base knowledge of the 49ers offense, which means he can translate real well. So the 49ers just couldn't afford uh, to keep Ronald Awat in the organization at this time. I think overall the 49ers are know who they're starting for or top four guys in the depth chart, which we'll be going over in a little bit, are, and they're going to continue to build that way. So McNichols comes in. I still think McNichols is a long shot to make the 49ers a roster, their 53-man, but he's here to help in, in training camp to get an idea through the preseason of what his market would be around the league, and then maybe he ends up on the 49ers practice squad. That's something to monitor. So Ronald Awad gone. Uh, the 49ers undrafted free agent left at the running back room, Halen Laburn. So we'll see what he does overall during the preseason. Uh, Jalen Moore was suited up again at practice, so he's trending in the right direction after the bone bruise. Uh, thoughts on when he comes back we don't know for sure but I'm guessing we're getting close to Jalen Moore being able to go out there and practice and help this 49ers football team Aaron Banks was in street clothes yesterday uh, just working out making sure he was you know getting his stuff together and and trending in the right direction concussion wise then today he's back at practice so it looks like Aaron Banks is going to be available for these practice uh, joint practices against the Las Vegas Raiders And that's good news. He's going to get some really good reps against a Raiders defensive line that can hopefully uh, push him to the limit. And so good news for the 49ers that Banks has cleared concussion protocol and is set to come back. 
Uh, Austin Bryant was out for a while, and we kept asking, you know, why is he out? And it was just never asked by a media member to Kyle Shanahan. So Kyle Shanahan never offers up anything that he doesn't have to. He's not required to right now. And without the media asking about it, we just didn't know. But Austin Bryant did confirm he had been out with a mild hamstring uh, strain. So that was why he was out. Now he's back and he's had a couple of really good days rushing the passer off the edge. So good news for the 49ers. And I'm very hopeful uh, to see him play against the Raiders. I'm, I'm excited about what he could potentially do. Uh, Kalia Davis, he's been out since the first week of training camp. And everyone's been wondering what happened to Clea Davis. Well, he's also dealing with a hamstring injury and it's kept him out for a while. And who knows how long it ends up keeping Clea Davis out. Uh, so those are kind of the news topics from training camp, a training camp day, you know, that saw the, saw the 49ers, you know, have some struggles. Uh, so, you know, just like always, I'll go through the quarterback numbers. Brock Purdy had 23 reps. It was nine to 16. Trey Lance had 11 reps. It was four of eight. Sam Darnold, 14 reps, was five of nine with an interception. And Brandon Allen had five reps, uh, one of two. So you can see they tapered it down a lot. Brock Purdy with 14 less reps than he had the day before. Trey Lance with uh, five less. Sam Darnold with two less. And Brandon Allen with a couple less as well. So they did kind of tone it back. And with the numbers, I know a lot of people might be concerned about nine of 16. Uh, for Brock Purdy, and that's happened two days in a row. Both times, the 49ers defense has played really well. But also, at one, a couple of the points during the 11-on-11s, uh, the teams were going through third and long situations. So uh, quarterbacks were asked to get the ball down the field in a third and long, which is third and 10-plus, usually uh, in these drills. It's normally classified as 30, third and 7-plus, but in this case, it would be third and 10-plus. So those are hard to, con uh, to convert on. So that would definitely hurt all the quarterbacks' numbers. But I guess there was a lot of drops at practice as well. Uh, wide receivers had some drops, including Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Ronnie Bell had a drop. That was a lot, including Cameron Latu, the tight end, had two drops. So they weren't helping the quarterbacks out. But anytime you got third and long situations, it makes it more difficult to convert. But that's why context is important. You look at the numbers, you say 9 of 16. Not exactly a great day for Brock Purdy, but then you understand some of those are in third and long situations, and they give you a better idea. Same with Trey Lance. Apparently, Trey had three drops. So he had four incompletions, and three of them were drops. Uh, Jake Moody, he had two 60-yard field goals. That is absolutely spectacular that he was able to pull off two 60-yard field goals. I think him being able to show the leg has been very important for the 49ers. And I'm sure they're going to be super optimistic about what he can do in the regular season. That means Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to get the offense as far. The offense, you know, kind of stymies, uh, slows up around the 40-yard line, hits that wall. You still have an opportunity to get points with Jake Moody. You don't have to turn to Mitch Wisnowski. You can attempt a long field goal, which means other times when the 49ers weren't able to get points, they may be able to get points now with Jake Moody. And he showed tremendous accuracy and the leg to be able to make these kicks. Uh, so overall, it's been really good training camp for Jake Moody. And I look for this to continue throughout the preseason and into the regular season as well. So uh, we talked a little bit about Austin Bryant. He's making an impact. Uh, Taco Charlton continues to impress. And we're seeing, you know, the 49ers secondary of Traverius Ward, 
Diamer Lenore, and others impressing as well. So defense has been striking back at, over the last couple days. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, they're getting more healthy, which means they're getting more pass rush. Tarverius Ward is getting healthy, which means he can start giving wide receivers fits. So this was always going to happen at some point. The defense and the offense are going to go back and forth. I think it's hitting at just the right time because now they're going to be playing the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think the 49ers can get really excited about, you know, that opportunity to play the Raiders. And I'm looking forward to hearing all the news that comes out of that about reps, who's looking good, and who's making plays at San Francisco 49ers joint practices versus the Raiders. The 49ers media staff also released the unofficial depth chart, and it kind of gives you an idea of where the 49ers are sitting with some of the depth decisions. And I thought that would be something that's really fun to go over uh, because overall, knowing what the 49ers depth chart is, is going to give us a really good idea of not only who's been performing at training camp, but who also needs to perform during these joint practices versus the Raiders and also against uh, all the preseason opponents that they're going to be playing because you have to make sure you move up this depth chart to have an opportunity to make the football team. So I'm really excited to go over this. I think it's been something I've been thinking about already because this depth chart is really going to play into the category of, you know, how exactly, you know, the 49ers, uh, you know, kind of build this roster through 53. So let's get an idea of what this looks like. I'm going to go ahead and display it on the screen for everyone that's watching on YouTube uh, for audio. I'll go ahead and go through it uh, so that everyone knows kind of where everyone sits. I'm going to start with offense and I'm going to going to move through to the defensive side of the ball. So on offense, as you can see here, uh, the, the number one quarterback listed is Brock Purdy. I think what's interesting is when it gets to Trey Lance as the number two, right next to it, it says or, and or for Sam Darnold is not the norm. Uh, normally, when this sort of thing happens, you have a second quarterback and a third quarterback, but Kyle Shanahan doesn't have this thing determined yet. So uh, number one quarterback's Brock Purdy. We know number four quarterback is Brandon Allen. What we don't know is who the second quarterback is. So uh, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, this is going to play out during joint practices in preseason, but it's a legit training camp battle right now. That or says a lot about the 49ers situation at quarterback. And I think that overall their play has been pretty good during training camp and 49ers can be excited about both of these guys. But yeah, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold. It looks like Purdy's the, the, the guy. And then uh, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold are battling to see who is number two and number three. Let's go to the running back position real quick with Christian McCaffrey being one, which is no surprise. Elijah Mitchell, even though he's dealing with the adductor injury, he is number two. And from my stint at training camp, he does look like the number two best running back uh, on the football team. And then it gets to number three. And as you can see on this list, they have uh, Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason listed together. I think that this is a actual competition. Matt Mayoko talked about it being a competition potentially for running back three. I think Jordan Mason has the heads up on the competition because of what he did during the 2023 NFL season. But I think Ty Davis prices look so good during training camp that this is going to be an actual competition for three and four. I think really what it does, though, is show a further distance between 
those two guys at three and four, and who comes after them with Jeremy McNichols and Kalen Laburn listed as five and six in the running back room. So running back, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Jordan Mason, Tidy Davis Price, whichever order you have them, and then Jeremy McNichols and Kalen Laburn, who we'll see a lot of during the preseason. In fact, I think we're going to see a lot of TDP, Jordan Mason, Jeremy Nichols, and Kalen Laburn throughout the preseason. At fullback, there's two. It's Kyle Juszczyk. It's Jack Coletto. Coletto's going to see a lot of time during the preseason. I'm sure some of the tight ends will get some of that as well. At wide receiver, one and two, Brandon Ayuk and Devo Samuels. Uh, three and four, Jawan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod. Just Ray Ray's the number one backup at X. Jawan is the number one a backup at Z for Debo Samuel. Then this is where it starts getting interesting. Uh, the next guy on the list is Danny Gray alongside Ronnie Bell. So uh, this is where you're kind of seeing, you know, that that battle there. Uh, that is for the X spot. And then at the Z, you've got Chris Conley and you got Willie Sneed. Uh, so Willie Sneed, yeah, he's been showing up and showing out over the last few practices. And we've talked about Conley's ability lately. So the 49ers have a real battle uh, to see who's that six wide receiver is going to be. Conceivably, it could be a battle between Danny Gray and Ronnie Bell, and then another battle between Chris Conley and Willie Sneed. We'll see if the 49ers elect to keep six. Uh, it's going to be a tough battle. I think Danny Gray is feeling comfortable. He should be. He's been playing pretty well through training camp, but the other guys have been playing well too. So that's how the depth chart looks right now. And then, you know, behind them at wide receiver, you got Daz Newsome, Isaiah Winstead, and Tay Martin. So they got some work to do. Daz Newsome's a veteran. Uh, Winstead, an undrafted free agent. Same with Tay Martin. Winstead in his rookie year. They've got work to do at the wide receiver position. At tight end, of course, George Kittle is number one. Charlie Warner is number two. Number three is Ross Dwelly. Number four, Cameron Latu. And number five, Braden Willis. It might surprise some people on this depth chart that Cameron Latu is listed ahead of Braden Willis. And those two guys, Latu and Willis, I think are pretty even. They've got to go battle and catch Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner. I think Charlie Warner is the bona fide number two tight end right now. And until one of these young rookies prove that they can go cover at the same level that one of these guys can, uh, I'm sorry, block at the same level that one of these guys can, that Charlie Warner can, uh, I just don't think that they're going to move up at all in the depth chart. So uh, they've got work to do in Latu's case. He's got to focus on catching the football when it comes his way. That is something he's got to get better at. So both of them need work, and we'll see how quickly they develop. They don't develop pretty quickly. The 49ers are going to have a decision to make about you know who's going to make this 49ers 53-man roster. They cannot keep all five tight ends. So let's talk offensive line. I think the starters are real easy. Left tackles, Trent Williams. Left guards, Aaron Banks. Center, Jake Brendel. Right guard, Spencer Burford. Right tackle, Colton McKivitz. The starters don't surprise anyone at all. So let's go to their backups. At left tackle, Jalen Moore. And of course, I've been talking about the improvements that he's made uh, during training camp, his technique, his confidence. It all looks a lot better. So it doesn't surprise me. Jalen Moore is listed as the... Backup left tackle. He is recovering from the bone bruise, but getting close. Uh, the backup left guard is Nick Zakel. And I think with Aaron Banks out, we've seen Zakel get some of those reps. And we've get, seen John Feliciano get some of those reps. So uh, right now, Zakel's sitting in a, a second role at left guard. And I think 
that helps his chances of making this football team. The second center is Keith Ishmael. Uh, Keith Ishmael is battling for the center job, but he's also got players like uh, the second right guard in John Feliciano, who's the backup right guard that can also play center. And we've heard uh, Coach Chris Furster talk about the fact Feliciano's best position is actually center. So Ishmael has to prove his ability at guard as well. We'll probably see some of these guys moving around as interchangeable parts because Chris Furster wants to be able to use the offensive lineman on the interior for multiple roles. He can't really afford to have a guy that's pigeonholing to being just backup center or just backup guard. They have to be able to do all those things you want them to do. So there's going to be some work that needs to be done there, and I'm sure they can get it done. Next up is going to be left tackle. Uh, I'm sorry, right tackle, which is Matt Pryor. Uh, so Matt Pryor is a backup right tackle. I think this has been one thing that we've seen throughout training camp is Pryor hasn't left the right side. Coach Chris Furster said that at some point, maybe even after the Raiders, we could see Pryor working at left tackle. Uh, as they look to see who could potentially be a swing tackle. But right now, they haven't been willing to do that. They've been willing uh, to just play guys on left and right. And maybe if they have enough roster spots, that's what they'll do. They'll have Jalen Moore as a left tackle and Matt Pryor as the right tackle. So backing them up, Jalen Moore, the left tackle's Il Manning, the undrafted free agent out of Hawaii. The backup left guard is Jason Poe. Uh, so right now, Nick Zakel is ahead of Jason Poe on the depth chart and potentially making this roster, which means uh, Poe, as of right now, hasn't made up any ground on last year at which Nick Zakel made the active 53-man roster and Jason Poe was on the practice squad. Uh, the third string center is Corey Luciano. So the undrafted free agent of out of Washington hasn't been able to move up and make any movement on Keith Ishmael. Uh, then Joey Fisher... Uh, the, is the right guard backup behind both Spencer Burford and John Feliciano. And, of course, he's out of Shepard, the undrafted free agent. Leroy Watson is going to be uh, the the third-string left tackle. Uh, I'm sorry, right tackle behind Pryor. And we've seen Watson play left tackle as well ahead of Il Manning at times. So I think that one's still a competition but right now, Il Manning and Leroy Watson got some work to do if they're going to be able to you know, make this roster. And then the last offensive lineman on the depth chart, Alfredo Gutierrez, listed as the fourth offensive tackle at the right tackle spot. So that is the offense in a nutshell, how exactly it plays out. You know, I think that every single one of these guys are kind of slotted pretty close to where you expect. You see some of the veterans, especially at the tight end position, ahead of the younger guys because those younger guys haven't proven yet that they're really capable and able to take over. There's so much more than just going out there and producing. It's doing all the little things too, the blocking, making sure you line up right, go in motion, uh, all the check with me's protections, everything. So I think there's a lot of work that still needs to be done for some of these young players. And I think this depth chart is a reflection of that. Now, of course, most of the guys that we've seen at the top of the depth chart, they're not going to be playing against the Raiders on Sunday. So we're going to see a backup laid-in roster for the 49ers. So we're going to get to see a lot of these guys produce, and this is their opportunity to move up the depth chart by putting together, stringing together good reps against an opposing football team. 
It doesn't matter if the other team is playing their starters or not. Just go out there and compete and make sure you do better each play that you're out there. You make a mistake, you move on, you try to stack good reps. Uh, so overall, I don't think the offense really shocked anyone. Um, I think there was a couple of things here and there that you see, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, with the wide receiver position, I think it's really close and tight, and there's some battles that still need to be determined. Of course, the biggest shock was the or. Uh, so no decision yet on Trey Lance to Sam Darnold. They're going to let it play out during joint practices in the preseason. I mean, Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes have both said this, uh, but just seeing that on the depth chart definitely illustrates that in kind. So let's move over to the defensive side of the football. And, you know, normally I would say this would be a big deal. We'd find out who's going to be the starting defensive end opposite of Nick Bosa. But with Bosa listed as out, it's going to be Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell listed with the ones. So they're going to be with the starting unit with Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave. That is your starting defensive line. And then at the linebacker position, you've got Oren Burks, Fred Warner, and Dre Greenlaw. So Oren Burks does get a starting job. Uh, as of right now, he's the third linebacker, and I think it is, it is a battle. Uh, but just the way he played last year, the way he's looked in training camp, it definitely makes sense to me. Uh, cornerbacks, Tarverius Ward, Diameter Lenore, Isaiah Oliver. I don't think those really surprise anyone. Uh, of course, Tarverius Ward is a top 10 cornerback in this league. And then the way Demo played down the stretch in the playoffs, uh, he was spectacular. There was no way he was going to be unseated just during training camp practices. It's hard for you to jump somebody on, in, on just the basis of training camp practices because when you've seen it in games, that holds more weight than just seeing it in practice. What you can do is get on the coach's radar and get more opportunities in games, but it doesn't mean you're going to be able to overtake one of these players that's proven it. And I think that was one of the problems that the quarterback position with Trey Lance and Sam Darnold is Brock Purdy proved it. Your practice reps are not going to have you overtake Brock Purdy, especially when Brock Purdy's been playing good enough as it is. You have to have a tremendous uh, game a tape ahead of you, and they can both do it, and maybe there's one of these corners that can do it against Yamato Lenore. I just don't see it. Uh, free safety and safety, of course, are Tayshawn Gibson and Talano Hufanga. That is your starting unit. So let's go over the defensive line now because I thought this was interesting. Of course, once you have Bosa, you're going to have more depth. Uh, but Alex Barrett, who's been a career practice squad player, is listed as the you know backup. He's part of that second group. So he's either three or four at the defensive end position. And the other one is Kerry Hyder, which is no surprise. Hyder's been doing it at a high level for a while. Of course, Alex Barrett could have gotten a bump because Austin Bryan was out with the hamstring. And we've also seen uh, less of Robert Beal Jr. as well. But with Robert Beal Jr., he's listed on that third unit, even though he didn't practice very much. He's ahead of a guy like Taco Charlton and Dalen Hayes, who the 49ers just added to their team this week. So I guess, you know, it's one of those things where we're going to see a play out on the field. But when you're talking about DNs, I'm curious to see what Alex Barrett looks like in the joint practices. He definitely has looked more impactful, more instinctive, and a better football player than I've seen him look over the last couple of years at training camp. So I do think he's technically sound. He showed a lot more ability and a lot more strength. We'll see how that progresses on the field. And, you know, if Alex Barrett can kind of keep this up. Of course, with one uh, Nick Bosa return, Barrett could go from being 
on that second unit to being on the third unit. That's how close it is. Uh, but Bryant has been coming on as of late, and I still want to see what Robert Beal can do with his speed because that speed element is something the 49ers are looking for. But one thing is certain at this position, they definitely uh, are going to have a battle to see who can make you know the roster here. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about overall the, the 49ers uh, battle you know, between the the different positions, especially uh, the positions of defensive end. So let's talk about defensive tackle. We talked about Armstead and Hargrave. Uh, then Kevin Givens and Javon Kinlaw have been the absolute studs in that second unit. Uh, they're a lock there, so that's uh, pretty comfortable. Then you got T.Y. McGill, and you got Marlon Davidson as the backups to them. Uh, you've had Kalia Davis out with a hamstring injury. And then I know a lot of people have been really high on Spencer Wagey, but the 49ers still have him listed with that fourth unit, which means he's going to have to really show up during the preseason games to have an opportunity to make this football team. And we'll see what it means for Kalia Davis. I thought Kalia Davis would have an opportunity to compete, but you have to be practicing to be able to compete. And so far, he hasn't been able to practice. So that's something he's going to have to work on for sure. So we got uh, T.Y. McGill and Marlon Davidson. Both of those guys have ability. McGill was with the 49ers last year and a couple of stents between practice squad and the active roster. And then Marlon Davidson come over from Atlanta and is playing on the inside. So we'll see how these guys show up in the preseason, and I think we'll get a better idea. But uh, this is not a huge surprise uh, for the depth chart. It playing out exactly how I anticipated, minus Kalia Davis, because Kalia Davis just isn't healthy. If Kalia Davis was healthy, I would have a different thought process on this entirely. I would think he should be up there battling, you know, with that third unit. And it could be close. We'll see. It could be close. Uh, so let's talk linebackers. It's been one that's been contentious. So we've got the starters, of course, Burks, Warner, and Greenlaw. And then listed as the second Sam linebackers, Curtis Robinson, with Demetrius Flanagan fouls at Mike, Marcelino McCurry ball at will. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean Curtis Robinson would be the first guy in at Sam, uh, but they list these guys in this order, knowing that Flanagan fouls has been practicing as the next guy up for the Sam linebacker job with Marcelino McCurry ball in a close third for that Sam linebacker job. And I think that's the one that's in question, but I want to see how McCurry ball, how Jalen Graham, play Mike linebacker during the preseason. That is their opportunity to be able to make this football team. If they play Mike linebacker and do a good job with the calls and get everyone lined up in the right ways, uh, then that could make someone like Demetrius Flanagan fouls ability to make this team a little bit tougher. Uh, if it's, if it's McCurry ball and Jalen Graham, if, if, if it's going to be the backup as Flanagan fouls, he could secure himself a shot on this roster uh, because he is a good at special teams and then he would have the, you know, the need to play Mike linebacker behind Fred Warner. So uh, that's something to monitor as well. Jalen Graham and D. Winters, along with uh, Kaiva Tizino, are listed as the uh, third string linebackers. And of course, D. Winters and Jalen Graham are going to have to show up if they're going to make this team. The likelihood is the 49ers are going to keep six linebackers. And right now, those two guys are hit, sitting at seven and eight. Let's go to the cornerback position. We know Ward, Lenore, and Oliver are the guys who are the top three. And then the 49ers have Ambry Thomas and Sam Womack 
listed as the next two uh, cornerbacks. I don't think that is surprising anyone. I think AJ Parker behind Isaiah all or yeah behind Isaiah Oliver is a surprise because they have AJ Parker listed ahead of Quantrez Knight as the backup nickel corner. And I thought Quantrez played so well last year that he would be up ahead of AJ Parker. But as of right now, he's not. So that's something to monitor because if Quantrez isn't able to overtake AJ Parker, he has absolutely no chance of making the 49ers 53 man roster. So he's got some work to do. He's got to play really hard. And that's not to mention that guys like Samuel Womack and Deshaun Jameson can play the nickel as well. So the battle, I think, for uh, the cornerback position lies there. A.J. Parker and Quantrez Knight, and then Ambry Thomas and Sam Womack versus Deshaun Jameson. And it could be that they keep Jameson because we don't know what the 49ers are going to do with Luter Jr. If uh, Luter Jr. comes back, it gets more interesting. I think as of right now, the 49ers look to keep five cornerbacks Ward, Lenore, Thomas, Womack, Jamison. Uh, unless something happens and Luter Jr. comes back, then it'll be between Luter Jr. and Jamison. But with Luter Jr. missing so much practice, I think there's a possibility Jamison has a shot at this roster. Uh, the question will be, would the 49ers be, you know, kind of pulled towards keeping a guy like Quantrez Knight? But right now he's got to overtake A.J. Parker to make that happen. Trey Swilling and Anthony Everett are also veterans uh, competing to make this 49ers cornerback room with Everett just coming after the injury uh, to Mitchell. So Terrence Mitchell got hurt. They signed a Everett, and he's had ability to play outside and the slot. So I look for him to move up the depth chart a little bit, overtake Trey Swilling, maybe even overtake A.J. Parker. We'll see what happens there. Uh, safety, Gibson Jr. and Hufanga are definitely uh, the, the top two safeties. And then Jair Brown and George Odom are definitely three and four, whichever order. Odom has proven to be the number three at practices, but the Jair Brown's coming on. I'm sure he's going to continue to take steps forward. And then you have Taylor Hawkins and Miles Hartsfeld behind them. I don't think there's no surprise here with this depth chart and how it's everything's going to line up. And so I think that you know Hawkins and Hartsfeld are going to have a really hard time moving up the depth chart to make this team. And um, we'll see. We'll see what happens and see if, you know, a guy like Steve Wilkes decides, you know what, we can keep a six DB instead of keeping a six corner. Let's keep Miles Hartsfeld who can play nickel. He can play safety and he can play special teams. So kind of keeping a jack of all trades kind of guy instead of keeping just a cornerback. But that's going to have to play out on the field. Uh, so special teams wise, you got, course punter Mitch Wisnowski and then we get another or which I find interesting Jake Moody or Zane Gonzalez so the 49ers want us to believe this is an actual competition between Moody and Gonzalez even though Moody is making 60 yard bombs uh, that would clear from 66 plus it, it's it's definitely something that's I mean, I'm not decided overall, uh, but Moody has been far superior to Gonzalez, even though Gonzalez is just as accurate as Moody, but Moody just has so much more range. But we'll see. The 49ers are definitely hoping that a team is going to reach out and want to trade for Zane Gonzalez. And if they're able to move him for a late-round pick, I'm sure they'd be excited. If they're not, they'll go ahead and release him, and they'll, you know, no harm, no foul. They won't have to pay him. They'll go back, swap their picks back with Carolina, and it'll be like Zane Gonzalez never happened, even though he will have helped Jake Moody along the way. So I think that's good. And then right now, Ray Ray McLeod is listed as the number one kick returner, number one punt returner, 
with Willie Sneed being number two, Ronnie Bell being three, and Deshaun Jameson being four, which I think is very important because making this roster as a wide receiver could hinge on special teams. And right now, Sneed has the heads up on Bell and Jameson. Of course, that could change real quick as we get into uh, these preseason games. And then Tabor Pepper, of course, Tabor Pepper is the the guy to be the you know the holder. Uh, so not really concerned overall about the special teams, but I think it does give a little bit of insight, and we got another or like we did with the quarterback position. Uh, but it was nice to see the 49ers unofficial depth chart. I'm curious how this thing will change. I don't think it's much different from what I would have predicted it would be. There were some changes, however, that I think uh, just from what I've seen on the field and what I'm expecting to see from the 49ers in preseason, I'm expecting some of these guys to be at different positions. And just from the play I've seen, I think it's a little bit clearer in the wide receiver position uh, and with the cornerbacks, but it's all going to play out. And that's the good news is we're going to find out everything we need to know in the 49ers preseason games and also just listening to what happens at practice. But those actual reps, that game film that's going to get broken down, those things are going to determine who makes this 49ers 53-man roster. And I think sometimes, you know, people are going to see what happens on the field and they're going to be like, you know what, you know, this guy outplayed that guy. Why did that guy make the team? And it's a lot of times because that guy has either shown it before or he adds something else, a different element. And sometimes you have two guys that are really close. Like, let's say you have Willie Sneed and Ronnie Bell. The 49ers are trying to decide, you know, which one of those guys are going to make the team. And I'm just using those guys as an example. I don't know if it's going to come down to them. But you say, you know what? Both of them can help us in the return game. You know, both of them are, are really good in our coverage teams on special teams. Uh, both can catch the football. They have good hands. Both run good routes. Like, okay, what's going to be the, the difference? What separates one from the other? And that's when all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Uh, we like Willie Sneed's blocking over Ronnie Bell. We're going to go ahead and make that move. And in other situations, it'll come down to special teams. It's like, hey, these guys are super equal. You know, it, it, it's coming down to uh, Ronald, or I'm sorry, uh, Kalen Layburn versus TDP. And I don't think this is actually going to happen, but hey, TDP is better on special teams. We're going to go ahead and keep him over uh, Layburn. So those things happen and it's all going to play out, but we won't know until we get into these training camp or these through training camp and into these preseason games. Uh, really excited for preseason to get here. Vegas Raiders are on the horizon. Joint practices coming at the end of the week. So lots of content still coming your way. 40 yards cut back on Believe. If you're right here on YouTube, like and subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. If you're listening on an audio platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, on Believe itself, give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. Go does a lot to help uh, the channel and help the content and just keep moving in the right direction. But 49ers fans, we are on our way. The season is almost here. Tangible football. Uh, decisions to be made about how the 49ers formulate their 53-man roster. So I really appreciate everyone for coming through. I'll catch you guys all on the next one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.